everybody. We are back again on Tarot Heroes. We're here today to talk about the Magician card. This is card 01 in the numbering, but it's actually the second card. And joining me today is the wonderful Jeff Petriello, who is a co-creator of the amazing Pasta Tarot, has agreed to come on and tell us about the Magician. Hello. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Yes, I'm so excited that you're here because I'm obsessed with the pasta tarot. And <laughs> yes, we're going to talk about the magician, but I just cannot get over how much I love this deck. And so we're definitely going to talk about it too. Yay, thank you. But yes, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we get into talking about the magician card, I want to talk a little bit about you first. What is your experience and your involvement in the tarot world? Yeah, so I got into tarot because when I was a teenager, I thought witches were really badass. And so anything that like touched that world, I wanted to try. I thought it was so cool. So I started as a teen witch and it was just a thing, honestly, for fun that I do for my family down the shore on the beach or like my friends in our, our bedrooms. And it wasn't until I like used it for work and I tried to like use it as a real tool to like hone my intuition as an adult that I really reconnected to it. And like, that's what brought me to designing a deck as well. So yeah. Do you remember exactly how you came across tarot or what got you into this specific card reading? Hmm. I think I saw it in the bookstore. Like I was a big bookstore kid. I had like the Barnes and Noble phone number memorized. (laughs) And I loved like anything that I could explore there. And I remember finding it there. Awesome. And now here you are today and your own tarot deck is actually in a Barnes and Noble. I think that's where I got mine. Or Books a Million, one or the other. That's amazing. So since this is a podcast that's for people who are starting out in tarot and maybe they just picked up their first deck, what is your advice for those out there who are just now wanting to pick it up? Oh my God, uh, have fun. Like that is absolutely, mm-hmm. I think, the biggest thing to remember. I think people don't often give like the 400 years of pure games that were played with tarot enough credit Mm -hmm. like to me that's really important to know that these cards were used as playing cards for centuries before they were really primarily thought of as like some form of cardomancy so you know i think it's really important to remember to play with them they have a whole history in play so i really try to encourage beginners to have that spirit with it Awesome. I agree that it's fun. I have fun when I pull tarot cards. Yes. It's exciting. And there's so much out there to explore. Definitely. So let's start out and talk about the magician. Now, those of you that are listening, uh, while Jeff tells us about the magician card, I want you to open up either an image or maybe you have a Rider-Waite-Smith tarot card and sort of look at the image of the magician on the card and sort of focus on that while he's teaching that to us. So we're learning, we're going to talk about the sort of original or the classic meaning according to the Rider-Waite-Smith style. So if you could, could you tell us what is the sort of most basic meaning of the magician card? 
To me, the most basic meaning, if I had to pick like one word that I think of when I think of the magician, it's spirit. Spirit. Yeah, I think that's at the heart of the magician. To me, this is a card about magic and like being able to manifest, pull things from one place into another. And it's really of like a very metaphysical card, I would say. Like that's how I think of the magician. It's magic, really. Right. And how would you relate to that on an everyday level if you were to pull yeah. the magician in an everyday reading? So there's so many aspects of the magician that it's actually kind of overwhelming, I think, when you draw the magician sometimes. He's so powerful to me. He has like so much fiery, like creative spirit to him or her or they. And they really speak to a number of aspects of our ability to create and take action and all of that, right? So you have to kind of hunt around when the magician comes, in my opinion, for what it might be relevant to in your day-to-day. For one thing, he usually has the tools of the tarot, the emblems of the tarot present with him. All four of the minor arcana suits are generally found in a traditional magician card since, you know, I'm talking in the lineage of the writer Waite Smith, Pamela Coleman. Right. So in that sense, you have these traditional tools. It could be about having what you need, you know, to do the things that you want to do. It can also be about really having that spark and energy at the start of something a newfound flame that you're you're burning towards this situation or what have you. It can also just kind of be like, I think, a friendly face. I think of the magician. I know you said that um, you think of it as the second card in the tarot, but mm-hmm. I definitely think of it as the first for me. Mm-hmm. Like it's got that one right on it. And it's, I think the fool to me occupies kind of a null space. So- got it. I really think that the magician is the first card of the time. That's like kind of important to my interpretation of it because it's this almost like this moment. If the tarot is the story of like a life, for instance, which is one way that you can look at the major arcana as like a journey through life. The magician is when you're so like you're on the brink basically of coming into the world. You are, you have just been born essentially. And the magician is this sort of like revelation, but a kind of more relatable one than like God or Mm -hmm. the, the emperor, right? He's like here and he's like, hey, this is what you'll need. You don't understand any of it yet, but just know that you have magic in you. You will be okay. It's very like Legend of Zelda. Yes. Be careful out there. Take this energy for sure. When we look at the Rider-Waite-Smith Magician card, what are the important symbols, would you say, on the card that are good to know? Yeah, the symbols of the suits, right? The symbols of the minor arcana. The candle, the wand, I think, is important. The infinity symbol. What does that symbol mean to you? The infinity sign above his head. Oh, I think it's about this, like, this loop, right? Between spirit and reality, 
this world. Mm -hmm. It's this kind of like energy is taken from one place and put into the other and goes back and like sort of has this infinite dance to it, like a right. staring at a flame or something. Exactly. And I also notice it, the one that he's holding, it looks like a candle burning at both ends to me. Mm -hmm. To me, it looks like he's using all of the power that he has there. Going to burn the candle at both ends. Full power. Yeah, absolutely. It's pure energy. I think of oftentimes this um, card as the sorcerer to... In, in Dungeons and Dragons, there's sorcerers and there's wizards. And the magician is like a sorcerer and the wizard is more like a hermit or a king of some sort. Like to me, this is because the difference there is that a wizard learns magic. They study it. They have these books. They are learned, intelligent practitioners and sorcerers kind of just tap in to magic. They're able to like pull it out and use it instinctually. And that to me is like the magician. He doesn't need the books like he just does it so the yes. fact that this like candle is burning at both ends to me it's like there's no other way this is a uh, fire energy like almost pure and right. i think if you look at the tarot astrologically speaking for instance the magician is oftentimes placed in the position of aries it's this fire sign this constellation that oftentimes is associated with our ego the spirit inside of us that this essential part of us so that's where i think of the magician where he sits in us i love that too over time the more that you've spent time reading tarot has the meaning of the magician sort of evolved with you over time yeah i definitely think so what is your now takeaway from this card I am a little bit more scared of the magician than I was when I started, in okay. a way. When he shows up, I don't have like fear, genuinely, but I have, there's magic happening. It's wild. <laughs> I kind of like imagine it as this like blob of like lava floating in the air. It's like, what is that going to do? Where is that going <laughs> to land? Like, I don't know. So to me, the magician is such a card of creativity. It's what you do with it. It's what you do with that fire, what you do with that information that is going to change your life. And so the magician just being there to tell you that you have access to that, it's a little scary. It's like, uh, what do I do with that? <laughs> There's like a sor sort of call that the magician has. When you read tarot, reversals are optional. Do you use reversals when you read? Yeah, I think I do. And what, if you were to draw the magician reversed, what would mm. that mean to you? Oh my gosh, I love this question. Uh, the magician reversed is sort of, um, the energy I get from that card is almost like a brotherhood in something sort of illicit in a way. <laughs> He's like your thief friend or something. That's the energy of the magician reverse for me is he kind of has like gambit from the X-Men energy. I don't know mm -hmm. if you know. <laughs> uh, yes. I've I've appreciated all of your your nerd culture references, yes. especially the D&D. <laughs> I'm here for it. Okay, cool. So like that's sort of yeah, how I feel when I see the magician reverse. It's this 
underhanded utility, I would say, is the the sense that I get from it. Of course, reversals can mean like all sorts of things. I think it's really contextual. Mm -hmm. Like when I imagine the magician in reverse in my head, that's kind of how I feel. But in a Mm -hmm. reading, you know, it's always contextual. Um, I think you really have to lean on your intuition there to guide you as to what exactly that reversal will mean. I think the reversal does its job right when it shows up. You don't have to Mm -hmm. overthink it. You know, it's in reverse. So just hold that while you're interpreting. You don't have to really, in my opinion, for my practice, I try not to overthink it. I just take it as a factor and, you know, speak from my intuition. That's true. I don't often read reversals. When I do, the magician reverse to me, it's like a a blockage of this power, like Mm. something stopping our power. And, uh, you know, it really depends on the reader. That's why it's important that each person builds their own relationships with the cards over time. And that just takes time. But no, I don't often do reversals. But I always ask everyone, what would it mean, you know, (laughs) to you? I think it's hard especially with cards that are super figurative. There's a lot of them, right? In the Major Arcana, especially in the first half. It's like, there's these characters. And I think, you know, my suggestion for new readers is like, you look for meaning, you look to try to like understand what it means in this environment. But really just like, I think it's useful to take that pressure off yourself and just think, okay, the magician is here. Who is the magician? What does he mean to you? What kind of character is he? And when he's present while you're thinking about this thing, how does that change your perception of it? Just feel the presence of that figure is a way to really get to the heart of your reading when the magician shows up. It's it's very instinctual. So can you give an example of a time when you were giving a reading for yourself or for someone else and the magician came up? Yeah, it just came. Oh my God, this is a great one. It just came up. I keep a log of all of my daily pulls, which if your listeners want a template of, I am happy to share. Oh, that would be wonderful. Reach out to me. Yes, on the internet. And it tracks your uh, cards. So you get like a little graph of your suit distribution and your rank distribution and things like that and it last came up for me on passover and i thought that was such a beautiful place for it to show up passover is this like real magic holiday for me i'm not even jewish honestly to be very clear i have been honored to be invited to passover seders throughout my life and they're one of the most magical rituals that i think i go to all year it's about invoking that ritual and that is what the magician does he like creates out of imagination and out of out of spirit And I think like that's so much what that ritual of Passover is about. And it also has this sort of like idea of a leader, like the magician is a type of leader and (laughs) there are types of leaders that show up in the Passover ritual that I think there's a lot of magic there. The whole table set also with all Mm -hmm. the tools is reminiscent of the table setting at the Passover Seder. To me, it was a beautiful place for it to to show up. I love that connection too. And it's obvious that what you drew that day is what Passover means to you because you specifically said you see a lot of magic in that. I love that. Yeah. 
Definitely. I rarely ever draw this card. I don't even think I have an example for myself. (laughs) Maybe I'm just not magical. I'm usually like the, when it comes to me and magic and getting things done, I seem to fall in the wands a lot. Yeah. Not so much the magician. But the magician is like basically kind of like a hyper wand, in my opinion. I agree. Yeah. He's like the, the king of wands in a way, but majorified. Okay, so guys, depending on what deck you're using, the artwork will be different on different tarot decks that you use. And then if you're going by the picture, you can give a slightly different interpretation of the card depending on the artwork. So Jeff, what is your favorite or what are your favorite magician cards out there? Yeah, um, that's such a great question. I like to talk a little bit about the magician card from the Tarot of the Magical Forest. This deck is so silly in a way. It has this really kind of like fairy tale, a little Alice in Wonderland esque aesthetic to it. And each suit has characters of a different woodland creature. There's bunnies and foxes and frogs and cats, and there's pigs and there's it's boars. <laughs> it's hilarious. But the magician on this card is so beautiful. He is a beautiful white rabbit and it's either like dawn or dusk. Like the top of the sky is straight violet and the bottom is like a beautiful peach. And in the foreground are all these gorgeous orangey red roses and the magician is floating above them. And in front of him, almost like a magic carpet, is the table setting with all of the symbols of the tarot's minor arcana. And he's holding like a scepter. And the um, infinity symbol is floating above him as well. And he has kind of one of those like the giant collars on. And I love this magician because he feels there's this idea with the magician that he kind of like pops up to me right he's Mm -hmm. at the start of this journey and there's this beautiful part of this card that because it's so clearly taking place at dawn or dusk that it has this really beautiful sense of temporality of like being a specific moment And I love that part of this card. It feels so real. It feels so like imaginable. Like you can imagine being in this rose garden at this time and seeing this like magical bunny just like appear and float before you. It'd be so bizarre and so strange. And there's also like his ears are kind of wafting in what looks like the wind kind of in the carpet has a slight wave in it so there's also this idea of wind blowing of a breeze coming through which is like a thing that feeds fire but there is no fire in this magician card there is no flame burning at the top of the wand in place of fire we have roses those are to me a symbol of the wands they are they sprout they bloom they're kind of phallic in that sense. And so this magician card, like it turns fire into this kind of like soft, beautiful, fragrant thing that is also really ethereal that really goes along with this magician that just pops up out of nowhere and like sends this message and leaves. It really is so beautiful and soft and still gets all of the energy that I think you need, you know, for the traditional interpretation of the magician still in it. 
So that's one of my absolute favorites for sure. Oh my goodness. I will make sure I put a picture up of that too for you guys either on, you can see it on the Instagram account at Tarot Heroes Pod. And I'll also put out reference notes with each episode just to make sure that you guys can visually see what we're talking about. And you also mentioned before we started recording that you um you actually like the sort of the OG Rider Waite Smith yeah, edition too. I really do. I love he kind of gives me like Bronze Age comic vibe in a sense. <laughs> or like he's really just like this basic, bold, magical figure. Mm-hmm. It kind of feels pretty vintage at this point, but like so iconic and inspirational. I mean, clearly. It's like the most popular one. It has a certain draw to it that is the literal kind of magic that we're talking about here. So yes. it's hard to pass up. But uh, I do, I am going to talk about the pasta tarot, especially the magician. But before I do, um, there's a tarot deck. It's majorly popular. It's by Lisa Sturl. It's called the Modern Witch Tarot. Mm. And all the figures in it are either all female or they're more gender neutral. And on the cover of the Modern Witch Tarot deck is what is also the Magician card. And it's sort of the same color scheme as in Rider Waite Smith. It's the colors are slightly softened. They're more pastel. There's this really adorable girl on the front and she's dressed in modern clothing. So it's really just a modern twist on the Magician card. And I just got a new deck today and the creator is hopefully going to be on my podcast. So I wanted to mention there's a creator called Chingai Labrador. She is Practical Magical on Instagram and she has a new tarot slash oracle deck in one called Extraordinary Incantations. And the Magician card on this deck It's just an illustration of two hands and it says, I make magic. I make amazing things happen. So there's literally, there's an affirmation on each card. That's why it's a tarot slash oracle. So the real reason why we're here today is to talk about this beautiful Nana. She is on the magician card in the pasta tarot. And this is one of my favorite magician cards ever. You like it? Oh my gosh. It's one of my favorite, favorite magician cards. Um, She is in the kitchen and she's posed similarly to the Rider Waite Smith magician card. And she's got the rolling pin raised above her head with power. And her dress is the the floral and the garden design from the Rider Waite Smith card. And then there's the tools all laid out. She's got all the pasta laid out. And then there's, of course, the cooking pot with the fire. I love her. What can you tell me about this beautiful lady yeah so this card is so special to me when you asked which major arcana card i would talk about i first thought of death but she had been taken so the magician came to me because i really love the magician in the pasta tarot just like i love the death card i think the changes that we made in relation to the original are very special to me so this magician card is nona like you're right it's grams and my grandmother was a massively huge 
figure in my childhood. She was the matriarch of my whole experience. We would go to her. She would cook for us. She was at the center of our lives in so many ways once it was out of my immediate family. And she taught me about magic. 100%. Like, we used to, you know, everybody felt like my grandma was a little magical. We didn't really, like, talk about it, but sometimes we did. (laughs) And she really did have a certain, yeah, ethereal power to her. One of those powers was to seemingly make the most delicious thing you've ever eaten out of literal random things in a kitchen Mm -hmm. or pantry that were not meant to be a recipe together. And then she would just transform them into this beautiful, loving meal for you. And it taught me so much about the beautiful effect it has to make something for someone. Mm. So it really is about creating. And that's what the magician is to me. It's a card about the power to create. And she was the first person to teach me that, I think. And so I think of myself in this card, actually. When I was young, I used to hide under my grandma's dining room table and like kind of sit underneath the legs and listen i'm sorry i'm getting emotional (laughs) are you are you okay yeah it's just you know very it's nice to think about yeah and like i would just sit there and listen to her in the kitchen like i would just listen to her footsteps and i think of myself in that position i think of myself under that table So I think it's like that moment, right, of learning, of like something popping up and giving you the tools that you don't even know you're going to need yet. It's such a beautiful card to me. That is very, very beautiful. And that puts so much more of a meaning now when I see it. Well, I'm so happy that you are here to discuss the magician with us. And you got to tell that special story as well um, behind the magician. And yes, it makes perfect sense that she would be there as the magician in the kitchen. She's making things happen, not only in the kitchen, but in her role in the family too, which is beautiful. It really is. So do you have any additional practice or activity that somebody could do if they wanted to understand the magician card more deeply? Yeah, I think that this is going to sound silly to some people, but my recommendation is to use a wand, literally. Mm -hmm. Get a wand. And I mean that in like, you don't have to like buy a wand, Just use something as a wand. It could be a pencil. Mm -hmm. It could be a pen. It could be your keys. Like, I don't care. Walk around the world and, like, pretend that you are able to make things happen with your wand. And I think that doing that actually gets you pretty close to the absurdity that I think is kind of in the magician as well. This playfulness, this creation, this make-believe, something is real. That's what the magician can do. So just do it. So I think, you know, even if it's for a second at your work-from-home desk or whatever, just pick up a pencil and, like, wave it around like a wand for, like, a second. And I think that that is a thing that can connect you to magician energy honestly love it for sure and we all need to bring a little more magic into our life (laughs) definitely okay jeff it's time for my favorite part of the podcast and we're gonna do a backwards tarot reading cool okay so here is what i'm gonna do i've got my (laughs) i've got my teddy bear jar of questions here 
I'm going to draw a random question and you are, hello, your magical cat has just joined us. Yes. Who is your cat? This is Jemmy Legs. He is my beautiful boy. I can't lie. I love him. <laughs> I love him too. He was very vocal about not wanting to be shut out earlier. Yeah, I just moved. So our relationship at the time is contentious, uh, which is fair. So <laughs> we're going to figure it out. Okay, well, Jimmy Legs is going to help us. Yeah. I'm going to be the client and you're going to be my reader. Okay. The question that I just drew is, what is the best way for me to handle an angry customer at work? Okay. And you shuffle, 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 and the card that you draw is magician. What is okay. your answer? Well, first of all, I would. this is what I would say. If someone came to me with that question, I would never pull one card. I would feel under a lot of pressure if I did that. So is it okay if I pull like two other random cards and talk about them alongside the magician? Would that be all right? You can, but I'm I'm still going to draw a second question and make you do a reading with only the magician. With only the magician. Okay, so I drew the chariot, let's say the chariot into the magician into the Ten of Wands. So to me, wow. like, yeah, this is, there's a lot happening, a lot of energy, a lot of forward movement, obviously coming from the chariot. So this chariot is like clearly to me, the customer. They're coming in hard. They're coming in aggressive. They're angry. They want to get what they want, right? And then the magician here is kind of like you, like you have the ability to make what they want happen or not. Mm -hmm. You're very creative in this sense. And the Ten of Wands maybe is like a possible outcome or what to do in this situation is like, just know that like kind of no matter what, it's going to feel like a lot how you deal with this person. So how do you get through that moment? And that's probably what I would recommend that you do in this scenario because there's a lot of potential to resolve things, but it's not going to be easy, right? So trust right. in your ability and confidence in being able to get it done. And don't be afraid of the work it's going to take to do it, you know? Very good. And then the Ten of Wands, you said? Yeah, I think that's kind of about the difficulty of this task, how it feels like a burden. Yeah, amazing. Thank you for that. But I'm still going to draw a second question okay. now because this is a challenge. <laughs> this is the challenge. Here we go. Back into the teddy bear jar. Okay. Oh, it's another work question. How can I improve my negotiation skills at work? Um, yeah, I mean, this would be a really cool card to come up for that question, I think. I would just say, like, the magician has everything out on the table, and that feels pretty relevant to a negotiation. So I think that's what I would say. I would just be like, I think it would be best if you just put it all out on the table. Mm -hmm. That is what the magician says to me. It's like, here, let's deal with what we have. So that interpretation, too, is also very visual, like looking at what the magician's doing, too, mm -hmm. which is another way to read tarot. To me, tarot reading is like a combination of you have the meaning, but you're also looking at the image, and you're building a story in your head. So I love what you did there with that. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you just have to take it literally. Like, if it's about a negotiation, there's a negotiation table. Here's a table. I don't know. To me, that's <laughs> like a thing to think about, at least. 
Okay, well, now I want to talk about the pasta taro. I'm obsessed with it. And are you just so proud of this work? Because this is one of the best taro decks I've used in a long time. And I just have to brag on you for that. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm very proud of it. Absolutely. Does your work or your background tie into this at all? Or was this a side project for you? This definitely ties into my background. So I have a master's in game design and I teach game design at the NYU Game Center here in Brooklyn. Coolest master's degree ever, by the way. (laughs) So I like have taught card game design for like the past four years in some sense. And tarot, you know, definitely to me is within that practice. So you co-created it with Rob Trulia, and then Lindsay Mound is the artist. How did that happen? Like, did the two of you or did the three of you get together? Tell me about that. Yeah. So Lindsay was just an illustrator that Robert was a fan of online. So we really just reached out to her like cold call once we had an idea of what we wanted to do and it worked out. So that was blessed. Um, But me and Rob had a little bit of a friendship prior and he was doing these pasta aura readings for people. And I just thought it was like so so fun. Like he would ask you a few questions, look at you, take a look at you and like tell you what pasta shape you were. And it was, people loved it. They ate it up. And I, you know, Kataro is kind of my main go-to metaphysical tool. So I started thinking of like the meanings of pasta shapes, like how would they interact? Yes. And I asked Rob if he would want to make a tarot deck. And then it turned into really being an expression of our relationship to our queer Italian American identity, because in some sense, there's nothing I would have loved to have had the pasta tarot when I was a teenager and Mm -hmm. it didn't exist. So I kind of wanted to make a thing that I wanted to, you know, be out there. Very magician energy. So what I love about this deck, there are a million things to love about this deck. Of course, the artwork is gorgeous. Not only that, but for each. So you guys, what are the four suits in the pasta tarot? The four suits in the pasta tarot are corta, lunga, ripiena, and minuta. And they are all different categories of pasta shapes. So corta means short pasta, things like rigatoni or penne. Those are analogs for wands. Lunga, which means long, long noodles, essentially. That's like spaghetti and bucatini. Those are swords. And uh, minuta means miniature, essentially, tiny. Those are all tiny pasta shapes. And those are like coins in your pocket. Those are coins, pentacles. Love it. And the last suit I'm missing is ripiena. Ripiena means stuffed. And so like a cup can be filled. These are filled pasta. So those are our cups. Okay, that is so thoughtful. And the more I talk to you, the more I'm just falling in love because I knew you had four categories, but you guys thought this through so well and you really put time and attention into every detail. It's obvious that you did. Not only were the four categories that you named so well thought out, but you guys also feature the name of 78 different, is it 78 different pastas? Well, or there's is it just no- Arcana? 
Yeah, it's just the minor arcana and not including the royals. It's just the numbered cards. Because it's like hidden in the artwork, the different names of each pasta. And don't use this while you're hungry. Do not use this <laughs> while you're hungry. You will... I mean, so I live in the middle of nowhere. I live in a rural area and we're getting an olive garden, which no insult to possum people out there. I'm sorry if you consider that an insult, but I cannot wait. Okay. And the more I <laughs> use this deck, salad and breadsticks. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I mean, I know it's like the McDonald's of pasta, but I don't care. I can't wait until they're open because every that. time I use yeah. this deck, I think about pasta and the real life people used in the artwork are amazing. The three of you, the three creators are featured in a card as well. Yes. Um, I think Lindsay Mound, I think this is her on the strength card. Correct. Yes. I think I looked this up and then Rob Trulia, this is him as the Queen of Wands. Yes. Under his drag name, Issa yes. Mia Mario, which Absolutely. I love. Check him out online. And then I think this is you on the King of Wands. So how did you choose that? I didn't really. Rob told me I was a rigatoni. So I had to be in the suit of Corta. And which is funny because I am like a puddle, astrologically speaking. I'm all water signs. But I am, yeah, uh, I am the king of Corta because I am a rigatoni and I have a rigatoni crown. And I'm reading about the magic of the rigatoni shape. So, yeah. That's why I'm there. I love it. Yeah, that um, jacket I'm wearing is actually a jacket that my friend Carlos took from me at a thrift store <laughs> in Provincetown. He literally, I literally was looking at it and I was like, oh, this is so cute. And the next thing you know, he's buying it. I'm like, you're never going to wear that. <laughs> he never wears it. And now I'm wearing it forever in the past tarot. So <laughs> that's that. And there's the salamander too at my feet who I yes. love. That is a really important symbol to me. The salamander is like this legendary survivor of the flames. He can walk through flames and be unscorched. So I love that energy. I really wanted him to be there. And what else? Oh, the necklace I'm wearing is an actual Gucci necklace that I owned. <laughs> and it has a giant lion head on it. It's biting this like black pearl and that we put on there because of the like Leo association. I love that. You know what? If I tried to sit with you and talk about each card meaning, we could talk for hours and hours because it looks like when you pick up the package and you're like, oh, Pasta Tarot, this is going to be a cute deck. And it is until you realize how deep it really, really, truly goes under the guise of this is a fun like a funny deck. It's not. It's a very deep and fun deck. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. <laughs> I want to brag on a few cards. The Strength card, I love that as well. She is taming the lion by feeding it a lasagna. Love Absolutely. it. Absolutely. It's a little Garfield nod for sure. Oh, uh, and then the Justice card is RBG, Notorious RBG. Yes. She is on the Justice and instead of the scales, it's two swinging bowls of pasta. Love it. The Page of Cups. It looks like that selfie. Oh, yes, it is. Which is beautiful. And the That's color my palette. Card. I love it too. I'll try to put all of these resources online so you guys can see. Um, the Knight of Cups, I asked the deck to draw one card to represent my boyfriend. And, yes. and it's so cute because he's delivering a pizza. He's on a horse. He's delivering pizza on horseback, but it's a penne pizza. So there's yeah, penne. Yeah, a penne pie. 
Yes, and this is truly my boyfriend. He's always the one like ushering in the delicious food for me. He's my sweetie. I, I'm pretty sure that's just like the sexiest <laughs> masculine energy in the whole deck. So good for you. I love that. <laughs> I love it too. I actually have a negative association with the Knight of Cups, but I think I need to work away from that. Mm. And then I have already recorded next week's episode for High Priestess, and I named the High Priestess as my favorite. Really? The Prostatero. Yes, this is one of my favorite High Priestess oh cards. She's insane looking. She's blue. She's gorgeous. She's between salt and pepper and the boiling pot. The cardstock. There are a lot of people who are real cardstock nerds. And this is the deck for them because it's got this linen. Yeah. It's perfect cardstock. It's sturdy. Again. It, can I just shout out to my editor at Penguin for that decision? Because Sarah Neville, thank you. She, I was like, I don't want these to be so nice. That was literally my feedback. I was like, I want the box to be smaller. I want the cards to be like flimsier. I was like, I want people to not feel bad about carrying this deck around in their pocketbook mm -hmm. or whatever. Like I want it to be approachable. And she was like, okay, yeah, whatever. I'll look into it. And then gave us this beautiful deck and this beautiful cardstock and people appreciate it so much. So I'm just really grateful for that. Yes. And love them for that, for the cardstock. And do you know when Dolly Parton used to play nine to five on her fingernails? Yes. So you, you can do that on these cards, right? Sickening. Stumble out of bed and tumble to the kitchen. Oh, yeah. Pour myself a cup of ambition. <laughs> you got it. Okay, well, is there anything else that you want to share with us about this amazing deck? Everybody needs to go buy it. It's like very affordable, which is one of my favorite so parts true. about it. You know, when we first made this deck, we did an initial run on Kickstarter and it was like 40 bucks for the deck, which to me is a lot for a deck of cards. And I was so grateful that we got the support, but then I was so excited that we had the opportunity to publish it like globally with like this publisher that had just amazing resources. And so it's, you know, half the price. In fact, and it was recently on sale. I don't know if it still is on Amazon for like 15 bucks. So like you can really get it for the price of like a salad in New York. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, it is not a huge investment, but I think it is a huge investment in your reflection practice. Absolutely. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for teaching us about the magician. Everyone listening, I hope that you hear this and you go make amazing things happen today. You and you can. check out this deck. This was so much fun. Thank you so yes. much. Thank you. And as always, I will say to folks, I'm honored to share my wisdom, but at the end of the day, you are the interpreter of the cards. Go with your intuition and your understanding. That is your greatest guide. Practice it. Very true. Well, thank you guys so much for listening, and I'll see you next time. Thank Bye. You, bye.